On this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, we transport you to the palm-fringed glories of tropical North Queensland. We gorge our way through Port Douglas, admire the Daintree, take to the water on the Great Barrier Reef and size up the tropical urban playground of Cairns. Welcome to tropical North Queensland. Welcome back to Kiwi Tripsters. Buckle up and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Chris Lynch. And welcome aboard Kiwi Tripsters as we continue our travel journeys through Queensland. I'm Chris Lynch. I'm Mike Adley. Lovely to be with you. Now, on last edition, we talked about the best things of Brisbane. Let's turn the temperature up just a little bit, just a little bit, and head north. Oh, yes. Tropical North Queensland is like a sanctuary from winter's chill, Chris. And right through to November, what I love about this part of Queensland is it's the dry season. So if you don't like humidity, you're in luck. If marinating in your own body sweat is not your idea of holiday bliss, you're in luck. Now is the perfect time to escape to far north Queensland. I enjoy daily highs of around 26 degrees, so I thought it was perfect. Sounds nice. Now, so after flying into Cairns, where did you go? Well, first of all, I drove north from Cairns to Port Douglas, which is about 50 minutes. And that catchphrase, which I'm sure you've heard, where the rainforest meets the reef, it absolutely lives up to its billing. As I marvelled over the jungle-clad mountains tumbling down to the sea, I called into another tourism uh, honeypot just north of Cairns, uh, Palm Cove. It is an absolute heart stealer, this little princess of a place by the Coral Sea. And uh, what people love about Palm Cove is the paperbark melaleuca trees. They flank the esplanade. So you've got this shaded village Atmos in Palm Cove. It's sort of reminiscent of um, some of those far-flung coastal settlements uh, you'll see around Hawaii. Uh, Lots of inviting eateries and cafes and a really sort of lazy day tempo in Palm Cove. Very nice. Now, is Port Douglas popular uh, with Kiwis? Because you don't hear much about it, but when you said you were there, I thought, oh, it kind of was a surprise in some respects. Well, it was interesting. Um, I started my Queensland travels in Brisbane and didn't cross paths with many Kiwis in Brizzy, but I crossed paths with more and more Kiwis uh, when I went to Port Douglas. So, yeah, I think people are clicking on to uh, the glories of the port. Uh, And it's interesting how the fortunes have waxed and waned uh, with Port Douglas over the years. So back in the 80s, that's when it really burst onto the stage and captured people's imagination. It was very swanky, very flashy, Port Douglas. Uh, Today, I reckon port is more like... Um, a stroppy starlet who's grown up into a more mature (laughs) and grounded luminary. Uh, She feels a lot more relaxed, upmarket and totally comfortable in her own skin. I love taking long walks along Four Mile Beach, this divine crescent-shaped sweep of a beach with your coconut palms and your golden sands. You might get lucky when you're taking a walk on the beach and spot some dolphins and turtles on your morning walkies. It is a sandy arc of serenity from sunrise to sunset. I like the sound of this. Now, you've been into your walks lately, so you better tell me if you did any walks. 
Well, also at Four Mile Beach, uh, from there you can hike up Flagstaff Hill Walking Trail, and this really puts this beautiful patch of North Queensland into perspective because the summit's not very high, but you just get the most amazing views across the Coral Sea, out to the Low Isles, and across to the Daintree Rainforest. Uh, and the trail is only about three years old. It's about a one and a half kilometre track from the northern end of Four Mile Beach um, with a set of stairs uh, to climb up to the Trinity Bay lockout. The trail then meanders down to palm-fringed Rex Smeal Park on the headland, but it's a really good head clearer to start your day. Sounds nice. Now, what about uh, great eats? Great well, walks, and you have to do some great eats, won't you? Indeed. You mix and match the two. I think that's what <laughs> life's all about, Chris. Walk and eat, walk and eat. Um, I was told to go to Grant Street Kitchen, which is right in the heart of town. And this bakery is quite extraordinary because not only do you have like a delicious selection of house-baked bread and pastries and pies, but their pies are just so flavorful and different. And the must try is the prawn and coral trout pie. Mm. And what I was thought, that like? mm, fish pie, fish pie, really? But it does kind of work. So imagine you've got like this floating pastry pond of white sauce uh, with fresh herbs and peas and dill mm. with your prawns and your coral trout. It is just Gorgeous. Um, and for foodies, all roads in Port Douglas lead to Macrossan Street, which really is this Epicurean artery of temptation. Sounds good. Where's the best place to dine, Mike? Well, Nautilus, I think, is the signature restaurant of Port Douglas. Um, it is like a paradise within a paradise because the way that it's been structured, you are gracefully nestled within this open-air rainforest oasis, and it's all artfully lit. And uh, from Macrossan Street, um, you take this hidden pathway up to the restaurant into this secret tropical garden. The amazing thing is Nautilus is been operating for 65 years. So, you know, longer than Port Douglas has really been on the tourist map. And when you look at their guest list over the years, it's extraordinary. Mick Jagger, Rod Stewart, the Clintons, David Bowie, Paul Hogan, they've all dined at Nautilus. So I ordered up a retro Colada cocktail. Um, and for my main I went with their signature dish, the Nautilus Whole Coral Trout. It's dusted and crispy fried with green pawpaw, Thai caramel and chilli jam. Absolutely sublime. You're with Kiwi Tripsters as we turn the spotlight on tropical North Queensland. We need it at the moment here in New Zealand. Let's talk about the wildlife around Paul Douglas, Mike. Well, I called into wildlife habitat in Port Douglas, and this award-winning facility allows you to engage with its wonderful residents uh, in fabulously recreated natural environments. They're all zones, so you've got like the savanna and the rainforest and the wetlands, um, lots of hand-feeding opportunities, you know, whether it's roos uh, or cassowaries, um, they've got a koala house. But what is going to be the traffic stopper mm is the Crocarina. Now, this is going the to... The Crocarina? The Crocarina, Chris. Uh, is this where you wear shoes that are made of that are, uh, crocs, or what's no. the deal here? No, no. Okay. Think go swimming with uh, crocodiles. Crocarina. Okay. And did you, do, <laughs> did you go swimming with crocodiles? Well, it doesn't open until August, but it really is going to be a wild attraction. Um, so they took me uh, to the site where... 
they're still finishing off building this croc arena. Um, I can only describe it really as like a swimming pool for humans intimately engaging with crocodiles. Salt, water, crocodiles. So this is probably the closest way you could get to a salty without dying. Um, And there are going to be two unique encounters. First of all, they've got what they call the croc pit, which is for the underwater view. So you go into the croc pit in your toggies, and you'll have the opportunity to watch feeding time as the saltwater crocs leap up right above you. Oh, no, thank you. For a feed. Okay. And then there is the swim with the salties experience. So this is your swimming pool. So all that separates you from these beasts is a see-through perspex screen. So you can go eyeball to eyeball with these crocs which is going to be quite an exhilarating experience. I think you'd be up for that, Chris. Did you see any crocs in the wild? Yes, they do have some. Some really old, gnarly crocs at the wildlife habitat. Um, But interestingly, the crocs that are going to be in the croc arena um, are going to be transported from Australia Zoo, which is, of course, run by the Irwins. Um, So they're going to be four-metre-long saltwater crocodiles in this crockery. And it's going to be the most amazing thing. So that is due to open in August. That will be quite fun though. I do like, I am mesmerized by those creatures. By the way, if you do want to see crocs in the wild, um, just a short hop from Port Douglas, the Daintree River, which is probably best bet because you can do lots of different boat tours um, on the Daintree River. And a third of the river is tidal, which is why the saltwater crocodiles love it. Um, In fact, the Daintree boasts the most bewildering abundance of wildlife. They reckon 40% of all of Australia's bird species can be seen in the Daintree. But it is those saltwater crocodiles lurking in the river that do provide the biggest thrill. They're just so ancient. Now, they just go back millions and millions of years. They do feel like a connection Mm. with dinosaurs. Is it like looking in the mirror? (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Sorry, Chris. Chris. Uh, what um, about the Mossman Gorge? Well, the Mossman Gorge is another wonderful ecotourism development that I think is definitely worth putting on your Port Douglas checklist. So um, the local Aboriginal community, the Kuku Yalanji, uh, they have developed this ecotourism um, development at Mossman Gorge. And you're taken on a forest walk with an Aboriginal guide. I went with a fellow called Tom, and he was just fantastic. Gave me so many cool insights into um, how the forest is essentially their supermarket for food and medicine, um, you know, the tools and the weaponry they used to make from the forest. Yeah. Um, you get a fabulous afternoon tea of damper scones and locally made Dane tree tea. Um, and they've developed a whole lot of beautiful boardwalk and suspension bridge trails through the forest. It is the tropical botany of the Dane tree that is just spellbinding. Electric red flowers of the native ginger and those eye-catching basket ferns, the towering red cedars with their buttress roots. I just love the forest. Now, can you swim in the gorge? Yes. The good thing about the gorge, gorgeous gorgeous about the gorge, is that um, it is not saltwater infested which means you will not get saltwater crocodiles at Mossman Gorge. So the gorge is essentially the confluence of the Mossman River and the Rex River. The water is crystal clear, and you've got those rich sandstone rocks around the gorge, so the water just cascades over those rocks. It is so amazing. 
beautiful forest finery. You really do feel like you're in a magical setting and it is a very safe place to enjoy a cooling dip. No crocs. And if you do want to try your hand at stand-up pedal boarding, uh, the water is very gentle, very shallow, so a great place uh, to do your SUP. And Windswell, by the way, is a really good operator uh, on the Mossman for stand-up paddle boarding. Where's a good place to stay, Mike? Well, in Port Douglas, you will feel like you have been uh, transported to a tropical island resort at a place called Pepper's Beach Club. It is lush, it is leafy, you've got your Swish Chris Lynch approved accommodation, you've got Good. your luxury facilities that get Chris's seal of approval, outstanding service and easy access to all of the region's highlights. Um, but the best thing of all is the lagoon pool. It is just extraordinary. It is like this big tropical waterhole. Um, you'll salivate over the lagoon pool and beach. They've got sand. They've even got sand on the beach. Um, but yeah, a really nice atmosphere at Pepper's Beach Club. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, now coming up, Mike talks to Peter Davidson about his chef-guided food tour around Port Douglas. Plus we head to Ken's and the Barrier Reef. Stay tuned. Kiwi Tripsters will be right back after this break. Escape winter. Escape the everyday. Escape to tropical North Queensland where the rainforest meets the reef. A one million year old garden and the world's largest pool. For timely tips and trip inspiration, start your exploration on the Sunshine State's official visitor website, Queensland. You're with Kiwi Tripsters, I'm Mike Yardley. Now, Port Douglas has cultivated a solid reputation for its superb fresh food, and a truly splendid way to wriggle under the skin of Port Douglas is to join Peter Davidson's chef-guided small group tour, Port on the Plate. I experienced this half-day tour a few weeks ago. Um, it opened my eyes. My belly was very satisfied. I absolutely loved it. And joining us from tropical North Queensland is the man himself. Great to have you aboard, Pete. Yeah, hi, Mike. Now, I'm sure the New Zealand audience will be very intrigued to know you are a Kiwi. You are of Kiwi stock. How long has Queensland been home for you? Uh, more or less about 25 years or so. I uh, yeah backpacked here when I was a lot younger and uh, found some warmer country <laughs> and <laughs> the tropics and the rainforest and the reef. And uh, yeah, that was right up my alley. So I ended up staying. You seem to um, have done a huge amount in, uh, in in recent years in Queensland. I know you've got a um, an abiding love for diving and fishing. As I mentioned, you're a trained chef. Um, great ingredients for this fabulous small group tour. How did it all come about for you, this tour? Uh, I guess it was a, a long process coming, but it was. Um, I went into chefing when I first left school and then I've kind of gone on a bit of a progression of loving things for about six or seven years and then getting bored and having to move on. So I've over that whole time of leaving school, I've kind of put together a whole lot of different careers of about seven-year stints and then that's kind of pulled all together with guiding and diving and fishing and catching all my own fish and cooking all my own fish and, yeah, it's kind of come full circle. It's a very hands-on tour because when I was out with you, I thought, oh, this is sort of like a wee bit like foraging. Um, but then, <laughs> then, 
then you get the great lunch at the end um, from from all of your labour as such. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, port is synonymous with really good food. Um, your tour takes people to the source, right, to the farmers and to the producers. How did you select where to go? Uh, well, the, the primary thing was about the fish. So... Uh, I myself, in, in my pastime, I go and catch fish and then I bring it home to my family and cook it and so forth. So I kind of wanted to replicate that for the public as far as catching the freshest fish possible, eating it with sashimi, pickling it, having it as a barbecue, so all those traditional kind of things. Uh, and then so I found the barra farm, which was the closest possible thing you could do uh, apart from jumping in a boat, going out to the reef, catching it, you know, like without doing it yourself. Uh, this was the closest uh, I could kind of replicate it all. And then I yeah, pulled different it. farms together. Yeah, it is absolutely fantastic. That barra money was incredible. Um, aside from the barra farm, um, give us an insight into some of the uh, the variety of other food producers you thread into the trail. Well, there's originally lots of different tropical fruit from all over the world came into this area. Mm. So that was a, a big start when the cane farming started. Everyone sort of – because Australia doesn't really have any fruit of its own. It's it, The macadamia nut, I believe, came from Australia. Uh, but yeah. as far as tropical fruit goes, it, it's all come into uh, from outside and it's all quite growable here. So that started and then um, – being a seasonal place with tourism, lots of different people uh, aren't busy all the time, so come up with little passionate projects for themselves and um, need to uh, find outlets for them. Absolutely. Um, I was fascinated by chocolate, the chocolate uh-huh, production yep. industry, uh, particularly in the Daintree region. It's exceptional chocolate, but it's um, it seems to be just going ahead in leaps and bounds, right? Yeah, well, over the last maybe 20, 25 years or so, it's been um, kicking off. And then there's a whole lot of new little producers that aren't like fully ready yet. They're all just sort of in different stages of production. Some are producing the chocolate but don't have a place to visit. Uh, some places have a place to visit but they're not licensed yet by the council and so forth. So they've all got little steps to accomplish Um and then I'm sure with those two or three different operators that I know of, I'm sure others will follow. Yes. I know you gave us a sample of um, that beautiful dark chocolate from, I think it's North Queensland Chocolate Company. Yeah, North Company. Queensland co- uh, Chocolate Company. Yeah. And I noticed they actually, um, you can buy it at the Port Douglas market on the weekend. Which yeah, on really Sundays. Cool. Yeah, she's uh, yeah. she's always there and uh, yeah, keen to tell you what they do. So their, their chocolate's a little bit different. They don't roast their beans. Mm. So that's the main right. uh, difference with their chocolate and it's dairy-free and so forth and also naturally sweetened with different uh, blossoms and cane juice and cane flowers and stuff like that, which also makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, oh, exceptional. Um, now, you mentioned the tropical uh, fruit, which is just everywhere. Um, and, of course, at uh, for lunch, we went to uh, Shannon Vale and we sampled those tropical fruit wines uh, before we had the fabulous lunch. Um, are you a fan of those tropical fruit wines yourself, Pete? Look, uh, look I actually am. Uh, I'm not a big wine drinker a- at all, actually. <clears throat> um, but as a chef, I find the all the wines have specific flavors so if it's a ginger wine it tastes like ginger if it's a lychee wine it tastes like lychee so um i I actually really enjoy them because they taste like what they say they they taste like 
uh, and I find the the grape wine a bit confusing. It's all uh, very similar to me because I'm not that uh, trained. <laughs> Yes. Um, now, the barramundi uh, you barbecued for us for lunch, it was just splendid. Uh, it's a complete numpty when it comes to cooking and even actually just basic barbecue tips. What is the secret to successfully barbecuing fish? Uh, I would say just make sure you just turn it once and cook it really hot and really fast and then get it off the grill. That's what I would say. Yeah. Do you take the same approach when you're just cooking in a pan on the oven? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, heat it right up till it's smoking, pop it in, cook it hot and fast. And yeah, um, you have to also just check on the thickness of the fish. Like if it's a really big fish and it's really thick, you, you might actually have to kind of butterfly it to make it the right thickness. Otherwise, you're just going to overcook it and burn it. Yes. So it's kind of a little bit of a key is the thickness. When I order the fish from the Bar- uh, from the Barramundi farm, for the amount of people I have, I order the right kind of fish that's the right thickness that I know is going to cook at the right speed. So I guess that's not really what I'm thinking about when I'm trying to explain it to you. But, yeah, those are the little hidden secrets that uh, I guess come with time. <laughs> Absolutely. And while I was on tour with Pete, I was asking Pete uh, what his favourite fish are. And obviously, I mean, the barramundi is a signature to Australia. Um, but you're a big fan of mangrove jack, right? Yeah, mangrove jack is uh, um, the other fish that's a really good fish that kind of teams up with the barramundi. You'll find them in very much the same spots if you're fishing. Mangrove jack yeah. and barra, they kind of hang together a little bit. Um, but we, we're so spoiled over here because we've got the Great Barrier Reef and you've got a lot of reef fish. So... Uh, yes. Anything that comes from deeper water that's sort of large and red is usually a pretty tasty fish. And then we've got the, the larger mackerel as well, the big Spanish mackerel as well, which are yeah. pretty good. But coral trout overall would probably be, um, yeah, my favourite, favourite. Absolutely, yeah. And I did have one of those fabulous pies from Grant Street Kitchen, which oh, you, you recommended. Did get one? <laughs> was it pretty good? Amazing. Oh, my was goodness. That? It was it was like fish in a pastry pond and, oh, it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah no, I usually just, try to have one of them every week. <laughs> well, if you want to find out more about Peter's fantastic tour, Port on a Plate, and you can book on the website as well, this is the address to go to, portonaplate.com.au. There were a bunch of Kiwis on the tour with me uh, in June, and we had the most amazing half day with Pete. Thank you very much for your time, Pete, and all the very best for the, the rest of the winter. Not that you have one in tropical North Queensland. No, not really. Uh, but, for, but for the year ahead, all the very best. Yeah, awesome. Okay, thanks, Mike. You're with Kiwi Tripsters. Let's talk about the Great Barrier Reef, the longest living thing, if you like, in the world, Mike. <laughs> it certainly is. And uh, the great thing about both Port Douglas and Cairns are uh, they um, are both great staging posts for savouring the splendour of the Great Barrier Reef. They are the gateways to the reef. I joined leading ecotourism operators Sailaway, who ushered me out to the northern frontier of the Great Barrier Reef, uh, to the Mackay and Undine Keys. And these two coral keys are sensational. Pure white sand, nice. surrounded by a large fringing reef system, and iridescent water. The fringing reef is colossal. It's like a giant nautical candy store when you're exploring the shallow 
coral gardens, and you will just see the most mesmerizing assortment of giant clams. And despite all of the overstated doom and gloom about coral bleaching, the reef colors I experienced were just gobstopping. Um, and I was speaking to quite a few locals about the reef and all of the politics about the reef and mm. the climate change and so forth. And all of the locals I spoke to said, look, the variety of colours in the coral gardens at the moment are currently amongst the best they have ever personally experienced. So there was this major bleaching event about five years ago, but the evidence abounds that the reef is recovering. And alongside nature healing itself, there's a lot of um, human endeavours, you know, to give nature a helping hand with coral cultivation and outplanting. Sail Away is intimately involved in all, all of those good deeds. Very nice. I'm glad to hear that because I, I was a bit worried about that at one stage. But yeah. everything's cyclical, yes. I like to think. Thank you very much. Now, from Kenji, you headed to Fitzroy Island. What's that like? Yeah, well, Fitzroy Island is a family favourite, and it's just a 45-minute ride on the Fitzroy Flyer from Cairns. The island is actually designated a national park. Um, spectacular walking, walking trails, beautiful rainforest and beaches, abundant marine life in its calm, sheltered waters. And the amazing thing, Chris, is this island was actually once connected to the mainland um, before the last Ice Age. So Aboriginals would walk across from Cairns to Fitzroy back in the day before the water rose after the last Ice Age. Now, what was the reef like at Fitzroy? Well, once again, spectacular. I was expecting a lot of dead coral and doom and gloom, but I took a snorkel in the island's coral gardens with just a blaze of colour, pinks, purples and apricots, irresistibly reassuring. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just a subterranean wonderland. Um, back on shore, I took a walk to Nudie Beach. And despite the name, you do have to wear clothes Good. at Nudie Beach. This was actually crowned Australia's most beautiful beach three years ago. Um, it's a real sweet little peach of a beach, wrapped in rainforest and edged by giant granite boulders. Beautiful. The resort itself, seductive, well-appointed, stylishly designed, Lots of comforts. You could actually be, be forgiven for thinking you've clicked your heels and been spirited away to like, you know, a swanky island resort in the South Pacific, maybe at dinner hour. It's a really nice resort. Now you're talking. Now you're a big fan of Cairns, right? I love Cairns. And um, I mean, it is a true gateway city because you've got so much on its doorstep. And we haven't even talked about Karanda, for example, but Cairns, the city itself, what I think chimes with Kiwis and Cairns it's compact, really easily walkable, um, and it's just packed with intriguing finds. When it comes to livability, Cairns has big brag factor. They have spent gazillions in the past decade on their Esplanade precinct. So they've got this incredible boardwalk. Uh, the massive saltwater lagoon pool is just a triumph in infrastructure. And yeah, the landscaping works are so good. It feels like this sweet little city in a tropical garden. Sounds nice to me. What about to, to eat? Sorry, I always have to ask you about the food. <laughs> Great <laughs> eats in Cairns, Chris. Too many to mention. But my favourite place to beat them all, Prawnstar. So Prawnstar is this restored fleet of old fishing trawlers. They're parked up at the marina. And it's such a cool experience. So it's all about super fresh seafood and ice cold Beer. You just clamber aboard one of these fishing boats, uh, and the menu is really bare bones. 
So you've got a choice of places. Mm. I went for the place that had oysters, prawns, mud crabs, Morton Bay bugs, and salmon sashimi. And I just gorged. I stuffed myself, silly. It's brilliance is its simplicity. I'm hungry now. Well, that's it for now. We hope you've enjoyed our spotlights on tropical North Queensland. Be sure to like us on our Facebook page. The show notes are available on the website at kiwitripsters.co.nz. Plus, we would love you to rate and review Kiwi Tripsters on the podcast service of your choice. Our feature articles on tropical North Queensland are available on fortheloveoftravel.net.nz. See you in a couple of weeks' time when we will head to the Gold Coast. And that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters. Liked what you listened to? Then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. 